This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. And it broke over the weekend that the Avalanche top prospect is on his way. Just might have to wait a little bit longer before he possibly gets here. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming, right? Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. I am Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore on Twitter or X, if that's what they're calling it now. I have, I have no idea. Uh, that, that thing with the bird, the, the, the icon that has the bird. Follow us on that. Uh, uh, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram and Threads. Forever uh, Threads. Forever Threads. Uh, send questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. And definitely subscribe to our subtext. Link to that is in the show notes below. Subscribe and chat with Kyle and I. One-on-one. Well, it is the off-season, Kyle. So we will be getting into... What we've been doing for the offseason in terms of what we like to, or yeah, right over there on our uh, rundown. So uh, things we've been watching, things we've been playing, things we've been listening to, whatever we do, things we need to, the, this is where we like catch up on what we couldn't do because the, the, the regular season just takes up so much time. Uh, so these things that go on the back burner, what are we watching? What are we playing? What are we doing right now? We will get to some over under and uh, that is, we're going to throw out like four players every time we do this and what we think their point total will be. We'll throw out a number if we think it's going to go over or under for that. But where we will start today, sir, is like I said in the open, uh, Nikolai Kovalenko, who uh, is, I think, hands down the Avalanche top prospect um, playing over in the KHL. It's always been, a, we're thinking possibly this year, at the latest next year, he would be coming to the Avalanche. Well, a lot of Avalanche news channels were reporting that uh, they they are expecting to sign him. And like I'm saying, was soon, and uh, with the expectation that he's going to play the season over there and then come back to the Avalanche when that season is over, which usually is in March. So the signing, we don't know what it is yet. We'll have to wait for that. I don't know what soon means. Soon soon <laughs> could be tomorrow. Soon could be a month from now. That's still, both of those are soon. Uh, but either way, I should be done before the season starts. And then he'll play his season over there in Russia and then come over here, which will be a very interesting time for when he's expected to come here, if it is, you know, when that season is over, mid-March-ish. So we'll start there and kind of what it means for the ads. What would he... Now, what we expect from him, we'll get into that stuff later. But just 
if that's when it's happening is March, that's a round trade deadline. You know, that's when you're making your final push. He is their number one prospect. Is are we expecting him to just come over, slot right in, and, and away you go? Uh, this is it's exciting news, but it's also like there's still a lot of questions that we got to answer here. Yeah, especially with Kovalenko. There's this ever since the Avs drafted him. Yeah, there's been this hype that surrounds him. He's always been that, I but know. yet, yeah, they, I mean, now now there's hype, but well, yeah, but I got there's yeah. there's been that little bit of hype, but this last year he almost became a point per game player in the KHL. So it's almost like a see this guy we've been telling you about. He's he's now there. He's taken off, right? Yes. Yeah. So now there's this optimism around the team, and he's going to be joining you. When you were saying soon, all I kept thinking about was the Miko Ranton and contract signing, and how that was going to be soon, and that right. took all of training camp, and uh, that was bad flashback. Yeah, that but was fun. He's going to be making a de- debut the same time around when Ben Myers did, if I'm not mistaken, in that point of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, yeah, Myers came in a little bit later. I think Myers came in. There's only like five or six games left in the regular season. Um, this could be maybe only like twice that amount. It's not going to be a ton. Yeah. Uh, but but I don't know what – what. I mean, people are kind of anointing him as like um, the abs like Kaprizov. You know what I mean? Like th- that. that's what he's carrying right now, and he, he is like – I mean, he wasn't like highly touted in the draft, but he's made a name for himself. And now, you know, the Avs have this guy that could, and all these moves that we're saying, like they haven't been making, they've probably known this is happening for a little while now. So they don't want to go right up against the cap because if they have to sign him and put him under it um, now, now, but then you sign him and then you have to wait and it's a waiting game. So again, I don't want to get into like, he, he's a, he, all I can really watch from him is is highlights. Yeah. That's all you can really see. Like, I can't watch a full KHL game. I just can't do it. So, but what you see, you like. You have no clue how it's going to translate to the NHL. We have to wait and see. So, I don't know. I, I don't want to be that guy just that once he gets here, you slot him in, which they will do. They probably will do that right off the bat um, and see what they have for the remainder of that season. Um but I'm not just going to the extent of like, oh, once he gets here, he's he's slotted into, into the lineup and it's a home run. Yeah, the potential is obviously there, incredibly there. The, the, the he's he's like a three tool player; he can do everything you want him to do. Uh, but I don't want to get to the excitement level of let's just get him and then we'll make a run for the playoffs. No, this team should be setting themselves up for a playoff run minus him. And if he comes in and helps, great. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm hoping. I hope this is, and you know, you hope the Avalanche aren't in a position when he does arrive and potentially March where they need him. This isn't one of those things that you're counting the days for. You hope the Avs could just kind of take Kovalenko, throw him on that fourth line for a game or two or three or four. Mm-hmm. You just really see how that <laughs> game that. translates to the NHL game. Right. It, it, and, I mean, let's let's be real here. He has potential. He has a lot of potential. And with this team the quote-unquote avalanche effect, there's a lot of things that could possibly happen with Kovalenko. And this is something that scouts have been looking at as he's been developing his game. So it's exciting, but you hope this isn't something, the like you mentioned, like with the moves, they haven't come up to the cap yet because they're anticipating this move. Let's also hope when the trade deadline rolls around, they're not anticipating Kovalenko 
as a piece of this to work around trades because of this this Kovalenko guy. Yeah, and they're not going to trade him. That that's not. Yeah. But it is going to be interesting it, when he comes here. Is it going to be before that? If it's going to be before the trade, and what do they need? And if because I don't know the exact date and when that that season ends, right? So if it's before it, and you bring him in and see what you have, I think that maybe works a little bit better. If it's after the trade deadline, do the ABS then get kind of like? you know, a little bit standoffish on the trade deadline. It's like, well, we don't want to make too many moves because we have this guy coming. That's exactly it. You know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting to watch how this all plays out. Now, one guy that they still don't have signed that's still remaining is Ben Myers. And you you did mention him a couple minutes ago. But I don't know what's taking so long for a, a Ben Myers signing. Maybe it's just the fact that he's restricted. He doesn't have arbitration rights. And it'll get done. And they're like, yeah, I mean, there's no rush to do this because it's not like he's going to break the bank for them. But I'm just sitting here thinking, like, let's just get it done. So pretty much your roster is more or less completed. You can go sign another guy if you need to. But this whole Kovalenko thing throws a wrench into that, maybe. I don't know why this is taking so long just to get done because you know it's going to come in under a million dollars for however many years he signs. Just finish it. Just finish it. Let's move on, please. You you wonder what's going on there. And honestly, Avalanche fans could just throw up their hands and say, oh, he's probably injured. They're probably working something out there. <laughs> I mean, you never yeah, know, yeah. but it's yeah. you would like to see it done. You would like to, honestly, you'd like to have this Kovalenko news knowing the team is wrapped up. You have everybody pretty much signed and you're ready to go for the next season. Oh, and Kovalenko. But this Myers thing, it's gone a little longer than anticipated. And it's been radio silence. I've just, I mean, it's been radio silence for everything. Like this Kovalenko stuff that came out, it didn't even come from the abs. Yeah. It was deciphered in a text message or a a text message, a tweet um, or an X. What are are we calling those things now? It's a, it's a, on social media. (laughs) Yeah. Um, From the league over there, the team that he plays for, I think. And they just threw it into Google translate. And that's what we got. So you're not even getting that from the team, but um, it has every everything right now. And that's really across the board in the NHL. Everything is just slow moving right now. Um, so any bit of information is fun to get for guys like us. But I don't know. The Myers thing is a little bit of a head scratcher. And the only thing I can think of is like you're saying, like it's either there's no rush to do it because we know we can just it's it's a simple conversation, I would think, and you can get it done. Or is it bigger than that? And they are having like second thoughts and if they even want to sign him to a deal. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, But where we're going to go from here is, like we said, uh, we'll we'll throw out some guys and point projections and uh, we'll we'll see if we think they're going to go over or under that number. But first, we are going to hear from our friends over at Athletic Greens. So our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. And my routine with Athletic Greens is uh, drinking it in the morning. Get up, do my daily routine, have my morning breakfast, on my way to work, got my bottle of Athletic Greens and AG1. I don't know. Do you have a a similar routine, Mr. Sullivan? I alternate between doing it in the morning, and if I don't do it in the morning, I'll do the daily pack, and I'll take it at work. Very nice. Very nice. So uh, you see a lot of great athletes 
are getting in on the AG1 fix right now. Uh, why? Because they take care of their bodies. And it's a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. And what does Athletic Greens do? It supports your gut health. And as you go along in life, the gut is what you got to take care of more than anything else. So you cover your nutritional basis for the day, and it literally could not be any easier. They give you the scoop, and it's a nice metal scoop, too. It's not yeah. that, like, plastic metal. It's nice, heavy-duty scoop that you one scoop in morning water or afternoon water or night water, and uh, you're absorbing all of those uh, vitamins and minerals, it's, and it's delicious, too. It's a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs, which Kyle brings with him, uh, with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1, that's the number one, dot com slash NHL network. Once again, drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. You will thank us, and so will your gut. All right, so uh, we we did last week. We kind of threw out. We did McKinnon, McCarr, Miko, and then we did. I think it was Druin and uh, Johansson. We kind of just guessed on what their point totals would be. Why not continue that, good sir? And we'll, how, we'll do it a little bit different. We'll, we got four guys here. We got Valnachuskin, Lekkinen, uh, Sammy G, and Devon Taves. And I'll throw out a number to you. And then we'll kind of think if they're going to be over or under that number. Um, and I'm going to get it fancy, too, because usually when you do over-under, you have to do the 0. 0.5. Too. Mm. You have to throw it to 0. 0.5. Um, so for Val Nachuskin, his career high. Uh, I have the right one up here? Yes, I do. Val Nachuskin's career high was in 21 and 22 with 52 points total. Uh, last year... Only played 53 games. And that those 52 points were in 62 games. So he missed 20 games. Um, last year, 53 games, 47 points. So if he stayed healthy, he would have blown past that. So I submit to you an over-under for Val Nachuskin, 67 and a half. What do you think for that? 67 and a half points. Points. That would be an under. You think he's going under that? I think this is going to be another one of those years where he's bouncing around the low 40s. Whoa, on a second line? Yes. Really? Oh, okay. I just, and this isn't a production thing. I, I wonder if the health thing is going to be a year-to-year thing with Val. You don't know. You don't know. I, I know he had the foot problems last year. Um, and then, you know, the situation that happened in, in the playoffs, you know, that that is what it is. But for the regular season, you do want him to stay healthy. That mm-hmm. is absolutely true. The most games he's ever played in a season was 79. That was for Dallas in 2015 and 16. And then he's usually good for anywhere from fit, mid-50s to mid-60s for, the game, for uh, a season. So he does. He does miss time. And what I'm throwing out here is with the expectation of a full season. I can't guess that, you know, they're going to miss games. But you could with Valentine. Yeah, you can. And and the thing is, every time he does go out, when he comes back, I I remember every time we've ever hyped up Nuke's return. And when he comes back, he always has the most quietest game of his career. Mm. 
in his comeback game. And then the next game is when, hey, Val's back. Hey, let's go. And the next week, it's something else. So I, I just feel like it's going to be, we need to kind of get used to this mid-40s production from Val because of that. I reason. mean, and it's all injury-based, right? Because mm-hmm. last year, 53 games played, 47 points. And like I said, the year before, 62 games played, 52 points. He was nine games less than 62 um, and only five points away from his career high. So he would have blown past that. He would have blown past it. So you like to see that? So it's like, yeah, if you can stay healthy, you could – I mean, a second line on this team, I just, you just have visions of Nazem Kadri all the time. Yeah. And maybe that's unfair to whoever is playing on the second line on this team, but that's what can happen. So if everything goes right and all the cards go right, um, he could be in that range. I, I would love to see it because obviously that would only help this team, but you don't know. The health, the health is is a real issue. So I'm with you. I will say under that 67 and a half right now, but I think he should hit the 60s. I really do feel like he could hit the 60s. I, I think 40 is really, really low for him, way too low, especially I on the second not. line, uh, playing a power play, hopefully. Uh, I hope I'm wrong because next offseason that contract is going to be up for discussion. We'll talk about that then. Uh, Arturi Lekkinen, let's see, last year was his career high, 64 games played, uh, 51 points by a mile, too. He, he never – I mean, his high before that was 31 in 2018-2019. Uh, so I think a lot more is expected of him this year. Um, so I put his over-under at 71.5. What do you got for that? You know what? I'll take that over, baby. Yeah. I feel like he's touched – I feel like this is – a a breakout year for Terry Luckin. And when everybody's looking at this superstar laden lineup and all the new guys and everything, I really have a feeling this is going to be Luckin's breakout year. Well, this, I mean, it could be for him simply for where he, everybody's for some reason is is throwing uh, Jonathan Druin on that top line. I don't see that happening right off the bat. I just don't see it. Luckin is that guy. He, he will play a lot on that top line. And if he does that, you will you, you should see another big jump in his numbers. And that's not really expected from him, believe it or not. Like, yeah, he can score. And, yeah, he has an offensive touch. And, and, and But to be that driving force of an offensive player, it, it's like they, they rely on other guys on the team to do that. Yeah, but he might have to take a little bit more of a role in doing that this year, especially with Landeskog being out all year long. And if he is going to play in that top line, I think just by default, you are going to get some some solid numbers up. So he, it could happen. I know that's a big jump for him, and that maybe he's asking a little bit too much. But I think he can do it. Yeah, I think he has a solid and a stellar year. I'm going to go crazy on this one. I'm going to say, yeah, I think he goes over on that one. And that again, that would be a big jump for him. Um, but something that we saw, like bringing up Nazem Kadri again, uh, he did it. Never enough for he me. Did it. <laughs> you love it. Um, so we're both going over for that. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll go with Sammy G here on the next one. Um, his high in points was last year last year forgot about that uh 37 points total Uh, i's usually in the high 20s low 30s for points 
So 37 was his career high last year. I'll give you an over under of 38 and a half. It's an I'll extra point. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I, re- I feel like he's he's settling in, and the the team around him is getting better. It doesn't matter what line he's paired up with. He's going to be getting some extra apples. And again, by default, that's going to rise. Well, that's his game, right? Is yep. is assists. Um for goals. Uh here here's his career and goals by year. Um with Colorado. I won't do the five games he played in Nashville. Uh three, four, four, five, five, six. So expect another six goals because that seems to be his uh, routine here. And then expect, yeah, like 30-some assists. That's what he does. I don't know, man. Like, Sure, I'll go over and he hits 40. Maybe this is his first year that he gets 40. But I don't think it's going to be, you know, he's not that Lekkonen guy that all of a sudden is going to find some extra gear. I think points-wise, and he's more than that to this team, but points-wise, like, this is what you're getting with, with Sam Jordan. He's going to be yeah. mid mid to high 30s, and you're okay with that. You're okay with that because he's a, a good facilitator and and you know with passing and transition game and stuff like that. So that's where he excels. And um, I I think yeah I think he's right around that spot. Yeah, he's yeah. he's going to understand he doesn't have to go and take those spin like go around the goal two or three times to make something happen. He's going to realize the team is exponentially better and he could facilitate more yeah. and get points that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think be right around that. That'll be close. Uh, and finally, we'll end with Devon Taves. His career high was in the 21-22 season when he had 57 points. That was in 66 games. Last year, he played 80 games and had 57 points. 14 more games but seven less points and you could argue a lot more was asked of him last year with Campbell McCarr missing so many games and just so many games being missed in total and for him to play 80 it's pretty solid right but I will put his over under at 63 and a half what do you got for that I'm going to take it under just slightly okay I, I just I, I just feel he's going to be like a 60 or upper 50s um, for me, like, is this going to be like uh, a, a JT Comfort type of thing where it's a contract year? Mm. Um, he's not like he needs to step up his game anymore, but pucks just seem to be going in the back of the net more, and he, he seems to be feeding the puck more to guys who score, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Does it just step up a little bit? It would be his first ever 60-point uh, season. Um, and it was a little bit of a dip for him in terms of uh, points. It was th- Where the biggest dip came was in goals. He went from 13 in 21-22 to 7. Um, and the assist pretty much stayed the same, 44 in 21-22 to 43. So it's like, okay, just give us that – improve a little bit on the assist production and get back to where you were with some goal production – you got you got 60 points. Will he get 63? Uh I think he might be a point or two below that. I think he can yep. hit 60. I think he could definitely get 60. And again, this is and he's he was he was durable last year with 80 games played, but could he get to 60? Sure. I won't go over 63 though. I think that's that's a little bit hefty. Yeah. So that's why I, I, I don't I just don't feel comfortable going over on that one. Agreed. 
what did you guys think? We'll throw those four guys out there. We'll do this again uh, in another show. We'll add four more guys. But uh, over, under for those numbers that we put up for those four guys, fire away in the comments. Where we will go from here to end the, the show, wrap up the show is uh, kind of, yeah, it's the off season. So what are Kyle and I doing? What are we watching? What are we listening to? What are we playing? We figured we would throw, we did this last off season too. We'd throw out some things to uh, maybe if you guys need some, some things that you need to do to occupy your time in this off season. Hopefully we're here to help you do that. So feel free, throw out something that you've been, What what is this? Something that you've been watching? Something. All right, go ahead. What What do you got for the people? Well, it's it's so much. It's how we have addressed our summer. I am a, a single parent, mm-hmm. and what we have done, we have sat down this summer every night. We have got on Disney Plus and looked for movies we have not seen, and we that them they haven't watch- seen or you haven't seen too. That they haven't seen. I've okay. I'm well seasoned when it comes yeah. to Disney. <laughs> so we go through and put everything they have not seen into a watch list, and every night. We are watching something they have not seen, and we review it at the end. What was it? What was the most recent one? Tron. The original Tron. The original right? Tron. Yes. And they loved it. Did they like it? They thought it was yeah, super always, cool. I always wonder with like graphics now. You know what I mean? How yeah. far they've come. It and, still looks really cool. It does. I mean, it has that cheese factor to it, but, yeah, it, but... It, it's different. It's different. And, and you really think like the kids who watch just nonstop like stuff that just looks like so real right now if like oh watch this movie when i was a kid um like what is this that like yeah they no. they really enjoyed that all right all right um if we're on the movie i i, I just went and saw oppenheimer mm. so if uh first of all I'll just say like it's a great movie it's a great movie but it is a a movie and like it's a movie experience Yes, it's a true story, and it's about this guy's life. But uh, you know, they 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 Hollywooded it up um, in terms of like you know, the music is incredible. The score for this, mm-hmm. there's it, the music is like it's constantly there, but it's like you don't notice it. But then when it like amps up, it's like whole, there are moments where it the, the theater is just booming. Is it Hans Zimmer? Booming. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know who did it. It, it don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I've always liked Christopher Nolan. I think yeah. my favorite Christopher Nolan movie is Memento, um, outside of the Dark Knight trilogy. But the Memento is kind of like what got me into like Christopher Nolan. Movie is absolutely phenomenal, and this is his style of movie. Like he took the story and went into his style of movie. If you if you like Christopher Nolan movies, if you like heavy dialogue movies, there is. I can't tell you how many words were spoken in this movie. It is nonstop dialogue. And I think a lot of people maybe are going for the bomb factor. And while, yes, that's an important part of the movie, it is, it's sure. We want to say it's the focal point. Sure. It's the focal point, but there's so much that goes on before and after. It's not like the, the, the bombs are dropped and like roll credits it's you know the bombs are dropped and then there's still an hour of the movie left and everything that wow. happened afterwards so it, it's 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 his life it's not just focused on like you know building the the nuclear bombs so if you like that stuff if you like biopics definitely definitely go see it it is a hall three-hour movie doesn't really feel like it because it's just so engaging um the guy he knows how to make a movie he knows how to make a movie yes, and keep you engaged it's fantastic 
It's yeah, fantastic. So that's on my that. list of things to check out. That's Go check it out. Sure. What else you got? Well, I know. Um, I, <laughs> you, when you mentioned three-hour movie, I went and saw Indiana Jones. Is that a three-hour movie? It's like two. Is a it really two and a half? It's okay. It's brutal. Um, it's a good little wrap up of the Indiana Jones because I grew up as an that Indiana Jones kid. Yep. Um, that is filed away, put away. A nice little a summer movie until all these summer movies like Barbie, which my daughter just went and saw, and now yep. Oppenheimer and mm-hmm. my movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, the what is it called? It's uh, it's it? it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, Turtles. Yeah. It's it, I've been calling it my my spider verse movie because <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like right yeah, it's stylized yes. it's exactly what i remember the ninja turtles looking like like i might be I going to this because my my son is has discovered the ninja turtles within the past couple months um but doesn't really watch an episode he just wants to listen to the theme song over and over again there's nothing that's wrong it. With that. no no but like uh, so we went to go see the mario movie and they showed a trailer for it at that no it wasn't a Mario movie online it was elemental we went to go see elemental and uh they showed a trailer for it and his eyes were like they were like the sun like beaming he's like what is that and we're like that's coming out in a little bit so he might want to go see that i might have to go to the theater to see that i'm with you on that uh i'm gonna throw out a a game that i've been playing and this is on your uh smartphone um my buddy turned me on to this. It's Marvel Snap. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think it's pretty popular. I don't really keep track of what games are popular anymore. Um, but if you're playing Marvel Snap, let me know. Uh, I can give you my... You, <laughs> you can play against each other, but you have to like input like a code to play against each other one-on-one. I would love to do that with anybody who's playing Marvel Snap. Let me know. Uh, and I was thinking about live streaming to the to the YouTube channel. Ooh, uh, me playing some Marvel Snap. So maybe that will happen. That'd be sick. All right. So uh, you got any others? Or we? we, we gonna... I was I was Go playing ahead. Marvel Snap for a while, and yeah, my, my daughter has recently got into Animal Crossings on the Switch, and okay. we play that every night. Really? Just like so, picking oh, up I... weeds and. Snap is care just of little city. like snap is just like I, I i will i've downloaded other games and i play them for like 15 20 minutes i'm like i could have been playing snap for 15 20 minutes and oh i they just have, always go back to it they have always. mighty doom now it's like a like a i have version. that downloaded yes i have that i have not played it yet i i can't stop that's my thing that's okay. all right so uh um, i'm a doom guy naturally yeah let it he's got a new book out you see the, the romero book brand new book really? came out yes sir yes sir well, I will send you to get a book. Um, all right. So anything that you guys are doing, let us know again in the comments section. And yeah, if you're playing Marvel Snap, uh, find me and let me know what your gamer code is. And we'll we'll play. We'll snap it. We'll snap together. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. We'll be back on Wednesday. It'll probably be another mailbag episode. So get ready for that. Follow us on uh, Instagram to submit your questions for that. And then I think we are hitting the road in Chicago this week. We're uh, finalizing that as well. But that's going to wrap it up for everybody. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. And we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.